your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. This one is going to be about basically how to kind of fix a lazy horse or a lethargic horse, or even better, how to keep them from ever becoming that way. So uh, from here on out, just as a, as a reference, when we say life, like bring up the life in your horse, what we mean is you bring up his energy, his movement. Like, imagine a horse walking really, really slow and dull. That would be not a very lively walk. Then we say, try to bring up the life in him. Well, then he'll start doing a, a more lively, uh, brisk type of walk. So that's a really basic example. A lot of horses, uh, where they really need more life is backing up like even horses that back up really light it takes them you know it takes them a good 20 seconds to go i don't know five feet so that's that's a good example of where it's lacking a lot of the times now the reason that it's so important that you are able to ride in such a way to bring out the life and the alertness in your horse is that is what actually creates the lightness in him. So remember, life creates lightness. And it is nearly impossible to find a horse that is really, really lazy, but is also really life, uh, really light and alert and ready to do anything you ask him to do. Now, another reason that life is so important is it has a lot to do with their mind frame. So, you imagine, you imagine, let's, let's say you had an employee, and the employee did everything that you asked the employee to do. Let's just say I need you to print off these three pages for me. And they're like, okay... And then they drink some coffee, and then they do, you know, a few other things. And then eventually, when they kind of feel like getting around to it, they take a big old stretch and mosey up from their desk and just kind of drag their feet over to the copier or printer or whatever it would be. And then they print it out, and then they just kind of go over, and they just kind of slouch their hand out and they look like they're half asleep and they're like here you go okay well you get the idea so okay well the employee did exactly what you asked right but it would be a lot better if they did it more like you know okay yeah let me just here i'll go right over here and then i'll step right over and then i'll put this in here and then they bring it over hey here you go you know so see how it's not so much about how fast they do something. In both scenarios, the employee responded, but in that first scenario, the employee had no 
alertness, no motivation, no energy, no try. And we don't want to end up building a horse that has no try and no motivation and no willingness. So now we'll talk about, okay, well, how do you get that? Okay, well, one of the most common mistakes people make is... You guys know how when you're sitting on your horse and you're just standing there, like you're not wanting them to do anything. You know how you kind of have your back round, you'll kind of be sitting down on your butt and you'll be, there'll be no motion in you at all. Okay, now a lot of people, they get, they want their horse to start moving and doing things and they might kick or whatever to get him to start moving. But then when he does, they just go back to the same posture that they were sitting before he was even moving which is totally dead basically so no life in the rider's body so it's really important that anytime you're wanting your horse to move you're kind of up off of the pockets of your seat i mean this is all very slight things but the horse can feel it and it makes a difference you're up off of the pockets of your seat just a little bit and your back is not just staying round. Your your spine and your hips and your legs and your shoulders, your whole body is really loose. And you're not only letting the motion of the, of the horse generate movement in your body, but you're just doing that plus a little bit more. So through the movement and life in your body, you're kind of leading him. Uh, they... Ray Hunt would refer to it like a man and a woman dancing, you know. They're uh, generally, the the man would take the lead, but they are in such a close unity, it looks like they're moving together as one unit. Okay, well, that's how everything should be with a horse. You're always just slightly in the lead, but it's as if you're moving together, like there's no drag there, see. So, number one, always ride your horse, meaning move with your horse use a little rhythm, uh, and it's important that we that we make the distinguishment here that we're not talking about pedaling your horse. And if you don't know what that is, generally when somebody says, uh, like in the context of a sentence, like, man, I don't want to have to pedal this horse everywhere I go. That means like it's taking too much energy from the rider to keep him moving and keep him lively. So then you say, okay, well, what do I do if I try to ride with some life and nothing happens? Well, that's kind of the thing. It's This is a teaching process to the horse. You teach him to match the amount of life in your body. And remember, these are very subtle changes, but the horse can feel it like as clear as night and day. So if I'm on a horse that's being kind of lazy... And he's just kind of slugging around, and I'm kind of moving with him a little bit. And uh, I want him to wake up a little bit, right? Okay, well, I'll just liven up my body a little bit more, and then nothing happens, right? So then I might just barely touch him with my heels. Nothing happens, right? Okay, well, then I might come out kind of high with my legs and then give him a pretty good bump with my calves, heels, whatever. Okay, and then... 
usually even a lazy horse, when you give them a pretty good kick like that, they will liven up a little bit. Uh, and if he didn't liven up even after the big kick, well, then I would kind of know so I could re-prepare and I would be ready. So at this point, it would be more like I would barely liven up my body. I might let my hands go forward like an inch as to kind of open the reins for him, open the front door for him a little bit. And then, uh, and then I might barely touch him with the heels. And if he didn't liven up, I would just have like a little spanker rope thing with me or something. And then I would just kind of spank him a little bit on his hip or whatever. And I would continue doing that until, and if I timed it right and I did it right, it would only take a few times, but I would do that several times. And then when I livened up my body and started to reach for him, uh, metaphorically speaking with my feel and my, uh, my, the movement of my body, so to speak, when I started to reach to, to metaphorically grab a hold of his four feet and liven them up, they would just liven up and go. See, he would figure out how to get that done before I had a chance to get big and heavy, which would be the big kicks or the, uh, the, the spank on the, on the hip or his tail head or, you know, something like that. Uh, and then some people say, well, yeah, I tried that on my horse and he made absolutely no response. Okay. Well, if your horse is that, if your horse is that dull, right? Well, then instead of kind of giving him a light, moderate spank after you touch him with your heels and kind of say, hey, buddy, you feel me? You feel this change that I just made in my body? Well, then you would come down with a bigger spank or as big as was needed to get him to respond. But it's really, really important that you always reach with that real subtle little livening up of your movements of your body or maybe a little touch with the calves, uh, with your calf muscles or your heels, and then come in with however big of a spank. Otherwise, he will never get lightened up and learn how to get it done before you have a chance to get heavy. So you have to give him a pre-signal that's really light, and that's true with anything you're trying to teach a horse, uh, especially when you're trying to get him to be really sensitive to it. So... Uh, that covers, you know, how to get them to go and be more lively. And it would kind of be that same deal for getting them to go into a trot or a lope or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, for backing up, it would be, you know, one way you could do it is you would get him backing up and he would back up his average, whatever your horse's average backup is. And then as he was backing up, you you might need to pull a little more or you might bump him with your heels a little, or you might click or smooch or something. Do, do whatever you need to do to get that horse to put just a little bit more try into backing up. Now, this is what's critical. The instant you feel him kind of liven up and back up a little bit better than what he normally does, you'll give him a full release. Uh, you want to, it's really important that when a horse is learning something new, you make it very obvious when he, when he does the, what you were after, as he gets more sure, 
uh, you can just give them a quick subtle release and then go again and then again and then again. And so you would build on it from there. Uh, and basically what you can, what it can all boil down to is if a horse is being dull, for one, you have to ask them not to be. Two, they have to know what you're asking. Three, you have to be able to give them a reason to do it. Meaning that would be like the spank or, or the hard kick or pulling a little harder if he's backing up kind of lazy on you, stuff like that. So, see, that's that's a big problem in the horse world right there is everybody wants a horse to be light and responsive, but you don't really ever see anybody giving them a a reason to do that. Or you don't see anybody actually communicating that to the horse like like hey dude you've been you've been backing up going one mile an hour as your top backup speed for two years now now i want you to start doing it better see you you don't want to just settle and go on and on and on not ever asking or expecting your horse to improve and do things with more effort because they never will they only know to do what you can communicate to them that they should do, right? So uh, let's give one other scenario and then we'll we'll call it good. Uh, another really common one is my horse is really dull to the flag when I'm trying to do groundwork. Then we've got, you know, we've got videos of all this stuff in the uh, Buckaroo Crew, buckaroocrew.com. Uh, this flagging example is in the virtual clinic at, uh, I think it was a clinic we were doing in California, but anyways, a lady had a horse. She said, yeah, this horse is really dull to a flag. He will not respond to it. So we used him as a demo horse for the clinic and we got the whole thing on film. But basically what I did is, uh, we were, we were trying to get him to lunge and be really light about it. So I would raise the flag and I would just jiggle it a little bit. And then he would just kind of stand there doing nothing. So then I would come in there with some firmness, start tapping him on his neck and kind of his cheek area with that flag. And I kept on amping up the pressure until he kind of moved his face away from it and maybe stepped away from it just a little bit. And then I gave him a total release. And then I kept repeating that. Uh, And after not very long at all, I don't know, three or four minutes, he got to where right when I would motion with that flag, he would just immediately respond to it. Uh, and the owner, the owner said, yeah, see, I see why I wasn't able to get that. Now I was, I was just asking and I kept asking and asking and I was never using any more pressure and following through when he didn't respond. So basically she always, she would ask with one ounce, which is good. And then nothing would happen, and she would just ask with one ounce ten more times, and nothing would happen, and then she would just quit. So she was kind of accidentally teaching him not to respond with the flag by, by you know, just uh, quitting before he gave some kind of response. Even if all she was able to do was get him to kind of kind of bend his neck and move his face a little bit away from that flag and release right there that would be building in the right direction so uh at the same time it's important that 
you guys don't listen to this information and go out there and think, okay, well, if my horse isn't doing what I want, I just need to go from one ounce to 30 pounds about 15 times, and then he'll suddenly start doing it. Okay, that you have to remember, right? Remember that you can't you can't go up to a horse and be like, "Hey, do it better," if he does not know what it is. So first, they have to have a pretty darn thorough understanding of what it is that you're asking them to do or perform or whatever. And when they are nailing it, you know, ten out of nine times then you might start to kind of be like hey do it better do it uh lighter do it faster you know whatever and remember this also is not this doesn't really have anything to do with doing things fast this is about creating a mindset in the horse for developing lightness as you continue your relationship with your horse so remember that that's key it's about setting him up to have the type of mind frame for that lightness to begin developing and building so don't let your horse be dead dull sluggish and lazy and don't you be dead dull sluggish and lazy either all right i hope you guys enjoyed it and we will see you next time You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.